Hey everybody, it's Two Little Ditties. Uh, it's a new episode with Brandon Beck on the topic of new beginnings. Uh, Brandon is a very funny, very talented musician. He's got a band called Inkblot, and they're playing a gig at the Universal Bar and Grill on Friday, 9, 13 at 8 p.m. It's just seven bucks. He's also the musical director for the Nikki Urban Show, which is on September 27th at 10.30. Follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud at Hell Yes Brandon, and um, and that's it. Other than that, just go to iTunes and rate the podcast five stars. Give us a review; it helps a bunch. Enjoy the episode. really excited to see Hootie and the Blowfish. I'm, I, I'm not embarrassed to say that I'm going to see Hootie and the Blowfish. Sure. I, I'm not. It's they're with Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, you're. Oh, okay. Right. I it? almost bought tickets to that. Yeah. 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 Right. Everyone should Nick, have at least almost bought tickets to that. Nick loves BNL. I do. Uh, I, I was a big BNL fan as a kid. I could, I could see that. Yeah. I could totally see that. Yeah. Most so people can see that. Yeah. I'm Canadian, right? so it just comes with a passport. Gotcha. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah, they do that. They come through like every other summer and play at the Greek, which is like literally a f- like eight minute walk from my house. Yeah, and it's always like them and the Violent Femmes. Right. Oh, or the Violent Femmes. The Violent Femmes. God, yeah. I, sh- I remember those that. bands. I should have been into my entire life, but just no one ever sat me down and was like, "We put just this covered in them." Or, or in summer camp, everybody was obsessed with that masturbation song. Which one's the masturbation song? Uh, let me go wild. Yeah, That's them, right? Big hands. Blister- I know you're the one. Yeah, it's about Bl- masturbating. Blister- when you're high. Sun is a masturbation song. Oh, see, I don't know if it I is. don't know if it is or if that's just what in summer camp what everybody told everybody. Oh, okay. Wait, blister in the sun. Yeah. Hmm. Everybody said it was about masturbating when you get high, but that's something somebody one person would say at summer camp and then would just like spread like wildfire. Yeah. And then everybody I don't actually know. Uh, and if we start saying stuff like that, we could really upset the fans um, who I are. I doubt it. You know, I think this is a well-known urban myth about the song, isn't it? It's something. It's definitely sex related. It couldn't have been just at JCC Camp Kingswood well, that they thought. I'm on Urban Dictionary <laughs> right now, and I'm seeing that it says uh, "blister in the sun" is a nickname for the clitoris. So yeah. uh, he is on his phone right now yep you can't see totally, totally on it <laughs> uh well you know um this is another episode of two little ditties and um we're very happy to have on the show brandon <laughs> beck uh we don't actually I, here's the thing we're still learning about you know how we're gonna actually do this show sure. i think in the beginning we're gonna have an intro so people who are listening now are gonna be like i already heard who's on the show man yeah and then we shouldn't do like the weird awkward like hey welcome to the show thing there's there's not a single podcast that doesn't have a like here's a transition point that we've never worked out. Right. Do, yeah. Why do you feel weird about the beginning? Yeah. Why do you feel weird about it? Well, Rena is actually <laughs> very awkwardly trying <laughs> to uh, transition into the topic Shoe that we've chosen, uh, which is called new beginnings. Uh, <laughs> which I don't like new beginnings. Sure. I don't like the phrase uh, because it's redundant. Because the beginning is new. No. Then why? I don't think it's. I don't. Is it redundant? You think it's redundant? Well, it is redundant. A beginning implies new. 
Yeah, but it's new. You could begin a song again, but it's not a new song. Well, it's a new beginning. Mm, no. Mm. See? No. I don't do you, how do you, how are you feeling about that, Brandon? Uh <laughs> I mean, I've I've always been the sort of person who like new beginnings tend to freak me out. So I put them off for as long as possible. Sure. Because like change is big and scary. Right. Though right. like every time I've like been like okay you know what fuck it it's this is a thing that's just happening i'm gonna go for it it's always been like the best right so it's like there's this weird like battle in my like hyper-driven anxiety brain about like wanting to do new things and have new experiences and start new journeys but then there's the other part of me that's like please don't stay home listen to records yeah scary sure is there something specific that comes to mind when you're telling about this um well, I mean, I think probably the biggest example was when I went to college, I was like, like still had like one foot firmly at home, uh, which like my grade school had been like pre-K all the way up to Whoa. senior year. With yeah. the same people? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was like small too. There was like 130 of us. Oh, that's so like, like incestuous. Right yeah. There. It's, it's, it was really like. It, but it was also like a hard place to sort of pull away from because it had here's where I had been for most days for you know most of my life at that point right mm-hmm. and it was also before I realized that like oh my mom sucks and like Aww. I should be pulling away from my home kind of for a reason where sure. where geographically are uh, we North Carolina about? okay so like full on like private school wasp parents right you know like now your mom sucks yeah she's i i love my mom but our relationship is very like strained yeah um and so (laughs) screaming words into your brain (laughs) strained guys you know you do a really good marin and that's sort of what this started to feel like yeah 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 it's uh yeah yeah well it sucks i i'm gonna there's gonna be a lot of uh marin uh, I'll have to do impressions. You've asked me who my guys are nine times. I've told you. What's that? You've oh, asked yeah, me yeah. who my guys are nine yeah, yeah. times. Who are your guys? Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? I don't know. Your fucking life. The new beginning. Yeah. No. Oh. You, you were talking you about your life was... in North Carolina. Your mom yeah, sucks. And, and... I don't mean to say your mom sucks because I know like when sometimes people sure. say uh, my family sucks or whatever, you yeah. don't want to hear someone else say that. So I apologize. No, no, no. You're, a... you're, you're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was, it was like, I wasn't able to see like, the the flaws of my up, upbringing yeah. so like i was sort of just like stuck and like still wanting to have this like but that's where home is you know and i really held on to that concept for a really long time right, right. The devil for, like, you know yeah and like the idea of like staying at you know staying in new york over the summer rather than going home felt simultaneously like terrifying but also like i really want to do that I feel mm. guilty for it. Sure. You know, so there's like a right. lot of like weird. So in a sense, know. a new beginning is about like asserting your individuality. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so you came from North Carolina and straight, straight to here. No, I went from North Carolina to, I was in college, like right outside of New York city in Westchester at uh SUNY purchase. I was going to say go sports team, but I legit can't remember what our team was. Right. I know we had one, but... Sports. Right. Yeah, yeah, the, the SUNY Purchase sport. Sports. Um, <laughs> and, like, it was it was really cool because I got to sort of be, like, you know, a pretentious art fuck for four years. Cool. Because I, I studied script writing, which is, like, 
I could not recommend it less as like a practical sure. major for people. Yeah, yeah, and I have two degrees in it. <laughs> um, but like, so it was really good to be able to be like an art fuck for a little right, while. Yeah, yeah. But it, it left me with next to no like professional. Yeah. You know, where is this term art fuck? Because uh, um, I've never heard it before, but I, I do like it. I feel like I've heard. I feel like that was like the term you was that hear, the name of the sports team. Yeah, the city purchase art fucks. Um, you know, I I feel like that was a term I started hearing from like like record store guys. Yeah, sure. You know, like yeah. oh, that guy's just an art fuck. Right. You know, as or as like a way to like sort of make fun of something for being someone like being really earnestly into something. Right. Because I was like full on theater kid. But also realized, like, oh, yeah, that's absurd. Right. <laughs> like, you are so into being a playwright right now. And it's not, turns out, not the thing you're good at. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, that's, I, th- I think, sort of what art fuck means. Cool. I, had to I like that. It. I like art fuck. And then from there, I went Brandon to, art fuck. Yeah, Brandon art fuck. <laughs> that, that's what I'll call my EP when it's done. Yeah, yeah. Art fuck. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And then going yeah. from there to New York City, it was another, like... Okay, I'm in the city, but I was still a little fully like I was a little too scared to like go out drinking or like get into like city adventures, you know. Uh, and then we moved here. Cool. So yeah, that's and you and me and my wife Beth. You and your yeah, wife, who uh, is the best. Right. Oh, that's I, great. Yes. Oh good. Yeah, she'll be listening to this. <laughs> oh at some God, point. no. There's no way in hell she's gonna. Listen oh good. To this. No, not at all. Yeah, that's fair. Like, that's a good wife. I oh think. yeah. I think it's a better purse, a better partner. Mm-hmm. If they don't listen to the podcast oh, that you just did. 100%. We do a podcast together, and she's never listened to it. Uh, she has to put up with this, like, every day. Right. So, like, th- the more I can spare her, the better. Right. So, okay. So, well, that was another new beginning, I guess, when you when you decided to get married. Yeah. That was, um, that was another one of those things that, like, it was, it was another one that felt like very much like a thing I wanted to do, but also, like... There was a lot of hesitation to it for, like, you know, family reasons that, like, I actually super don't want to, like, be super public about. But needless to say, it was uh, tense right. at best. Um, but, like, so it was, it was another one of those things of, like, f- like, feeling like I needed to assert myself more as a person. Sure. Of, like, I want to marry this woman that I've been with for nearly a decade. Yeah. But I was always scared of, like well, like, I don't have a consistent job yet or, like, I'm not making X amount of money or I'm not, like, here in my career. So, like, there were so many things that were, like, like, dude, it's it's, it's not going to, like, stop. Like, you, like, you guys are still going to be together. But, like, you know, it, there were there was, like, nothing really saying, like, do it, you right. know, and, and right. uh, just because I was nervous about it. So, like, when I, yeah, it, uh, got a little turned around there for a second. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it, it's it felt really good to, to be able to be like, oh, I don't have to worry about these like things that were sort of implanted in my head from like a, a young age of like sure. to be a like good husband. You have to be like like the provider in the like classical sense of like, you know, working, you know, like crazy and just bring home the money for like a wife that does nothing, you know, right. like that sort of stuff that like I've never agreed with, but is always still kind of like gnawing back there from a kind of conservative upbringing sure so like if you're gonna if we're gonna go more general with this it's kind of like (laughs) um you know that you feel like sometimes you have to earn a new beginning oh totally instead of the reality which is that you can just choose it 
Yeah. It, you, you'd think you'd think it'd be easy, you know? Yeah. You'd think it would be obvious. Yeah. Like when you're when you're feeling the constraints of the of the snake skin that you have to purge, you oh, know, yeah. but it's like but for some re- for whatever reason, it takes a certain amount of suffering before we change. Yeah. It, I mean, I think it's just that thing of like. Like you're saying, it's easier to stay in a less than great situation because it's comfortable. It's sure. familiar. You yeah, yeah. you yeah. know what is predictable. I think is the thing. Oh, totally. Which makes your your brain think it's safe. Yeah. Because your brain, I feel like the main thing that's that's the one number one hardship of being a person is that your brain emotionally or your body emotionally can't handle not knowing what's going to happen. But it yeah. also can't know what's going to happen. No. So it you likes think it what can't, your body can't handle it, not knowing? It can't process it well. It will not accept that we do not know what's going to happen. It yeah. needs to think it that it at least sort of you knows. Think it cannot accept that. It cannot accept that. Why? How do you think it cannot accept that it's because everybody knows? Because otherwise we would we would really internalize how unsafe the scenario is. Like that anything can happen at any moment. We can't process that at every moment. Because we'll go crazy. Yeah, but that is, like, is the reality. Which is like <laughs> what my brain tends to do if left unchecked. Right. It same. just starts yeah. to like any situation. Oh, here's what will probably happen. But here's 90 versions that are gnarly and end up with you right. dead or alone. So or our brains ruined. Yeah. It's like our brains love probably. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the more weight the probably has, the 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 more the, the like certain parts, of, I think, of our brain want us to just stick with that. Oh, 100 percent. Because it knows the game plan, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. But the reality is that that's not actually safe and it could change anyways outside of us doing anything. Maybe just could, like will. Right. Right. Will anyways. Yeah. Like regardless of whether or not you want them to happen, new beginnings will be happening. You will age. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. Much as we wish we weren't. (laughs) Nick, do you have like a new beginning that comes to mind? Um, Well, I don't... um, like I said, I don't like the term new beginnings because it feels like it uh, it it feels like a cheeseball way of of talking about something that's really serious. To well, me. Moving I feel to like LA. it's overused. Uh, what do you mean? What you moving to LA? I feel like was a new beginning. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I moved from Orlando to New York. Yeah, uh, from New York to LA. Those are all new beginnings. Um, and relatively recently, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got here about a year and a half ago. Oh wow. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Sure, it's a, it's it's a new beginning. Um, I you know uh, I saw on a billboard the other day uh, the new season of The Hills is called New Beginnings, like the <laughs> like the MTV thing. The yeah, VH1 the show The Hills, where the rich people. It's about rich people's homes in the hills. Oh right, I was I think I was thinking Laguna Beach. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It could have been an MTV. I have no idea. Maybe it was just a CBS thing or whatever I, I like, does the reality TV stuff. I don't know. Why did I think one of the Backstreet Boys was on it? Did I make that up? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I mean, I'm it. sure he has a big home that's in the hills. Probably. Uh, but yeah, that, and that's. I saw that the other day. I was driving, okay. and I thought of our podcast, and it, it made me upset. That, that we don't have houses in the hills. Well, that too. That's every day of my life. <laughs> I mean, at least just a house near a hill, any hill, uh, somebody, or a house. Somebody uh, that I know from New York that's moving to L.A. Uh, just told me, like, he's living in Beverly Hills. And I was like, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Like, There's a lot of places in Beverly Hills that aren't Beverly Hilly, you know? Fair. Or is he super rich? 
Uh, presumably. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I've driven somebody home to uh, a Beverly Hills area. Oh, yeah. Just some, some apartment. Right. Yeah. You could also just rent an apartment. Did you know, yeah. fun fact for people who don't live in L.A., that Rodeo Drive, if you go south enough, just becomes rodeo? <laughs> When they only call it well just when you start going south like closer to the airport or whatever uh, it's like down there it's just called rodeo because it's not the it, it was never called ro- it's like the rich people were just like it's rodeo wow it's rodeo rodeo it's not rodeo we pronounce it the in, the, in the latin manner <laughs> right i will say about new beginnings like uh coming here was really really difficult to yeah. Uh, let go of New York because mm-hmm. I I went to New York thinking I'm going to be here for ten years because yeah. I was doing stand up I was like I'm just going to do stand up for here for ten years and then we'll see what happens yeah I did stand up in New York for maybe two years and then everything kind of shifted you sure. know and uh, when were you in the city 2000 2016 okay 17 like 2000 yeah 15 16 17 ish okay that was about two like years that. after we left yeah um but uh yeah coming back here i i had to really figure out how to completely let go of that part of my life because i i i was really heartbroken leaving new york sure but it was exactly what i needed i knew it i knew it was it was what i needed but i i had to unfollow like all the comedians that i knew on on social media and um and like just I talked about it a lot and like uh, therapy and I meditated on it a lot and it was really, really difficult. And I went through a, a heavy depression over it. Uh, and so I think, it, you know, I don't know. I mean, a new beginning. That's that's a new beginning to me. I felt like I once you completely change the sides of the country, uh, then I mean, that, that it, it does feel like an entirely new life did you find you have to say goodbye to a lot of people did you find yourself doing the thing i did that like when when i finally stopped doing this i felt like okay i am firmly rooted here uh where for the first like six months we were here i was constantly doing the calculation of okay it's 12 30 which means it's 3 30 on the east coast Mm -hmm. and like for no reason other than that i still felt some attachment to the other coast Mm -hmm. i didn't know if that was just me being an insane person or no i don't think so i thought about like I <laughs> I would go to this like uh uh coffee shop every day at like 2:30 okay. and I would think at that time I'm like this is when I would be going out in New York to go do the open mics and now I'm just here in LA kind of just at this cafe doing what I feel like is nothing. Yeah. Uh, I thought about that a lot. Um but since my my life has totally changed and I now keep myself busy but there was a period where I was just like what am I doing? There's just nothing. I have nothing here. Yeah. You know? And th- that I think is, is the other sort of part of it. It, it, it was very similar. I felt that same way when I got here and I felt that same way. Like when I went to college of just like, cool, I'm here. I'm where I'm supposed to be, but I don't like know anyone yet or have any mm. connections. And like that part fucking sucks. Right. <laughs> like that part's really scary. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, you seem like you were able to, you know, make it work pretty quickly. Yeah, no, I figured it out. I met Rena. Rena introduced me to the pack. That's oh yeah, where I met most of the people I know and love. And now. you, you were one of those dudes that like I think I'd probably been around for like a year mm-hmm. at that point, uh, where you just sort of 
arrived and then were everywhere. And it's like, oh, cool. This guy's awesome. Oh, cool. Oh, well, thank you for saying I'm awesome. I need that. <laughs> I need some of that every day in my life. Uh, but I, uh, no, I think when I got here with comedy, it was a little easy to adjust because I'd, I'd already been part of uh, three different comedy communities sure. in, in the country. Like I was in Orlando, then I was in Atlanta for two years, and I was in New York for two years, and then here. So I was just kind of like, well, I know kind of how to acclimate myself. It's sure. just to be there, you know? It's just to show up. I was already pretty good at comedy, so I was like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to be funny and talk to people and make friends sure. and stuff. Uh, What's the comedy scene in Atlanta like? It's great. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's one of the best in the country. Really? In terms of stand-up, yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's really, really solid. They have great uh, comedy and great music there. I, I knew about music. I it, That was just like a town I'd never heard of, but I, I guess it makes sense with yeah. like, the way it's sort of exploded. Yeah, it was sometime in like, I don't know, maybe around the time that like the scene in Orlando was starting to kind of take off, which it didn't take off the way Atlanta did. Sure. But, Around like maybe 2010 through 2000, you know, I don't know, 17, 18. I don't know how it's doing now. Probably still pretty good because they got oh. some good clubs and um, and and just great comics. Oh, nice. Yeah. My hometown had no comedy scene like whatsoever. Cool. There was like one place that sort of did sketch nights occasionally. Right. Like, and that's the biggest bummer too is like if I go back home, there's like nothing I can do. Like I can just kind of sit at my mom's house. Like I, I couldn't go do like an open mic or like, you know, find a show to get booked on or something like that. So it's just like, I'm sitting here literally just like soaking in the past. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's funny. Cause like I, when I go home, there's tons I could do, but I don't. Cause sure. I just want to hang out with my parents cause I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Rena loves her parents. It's weird. <laughs> nerd. Yeah. Weird, because I used to all I would do is do shows in Montreal. But anyway, are you uh, from Montreal? Yeah. Oh, nice. I love my parents. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to like see my mom. I'm excited to see my dad. I mean, they're not together anymore. But when they were, I was never like I get to hang out with my parents. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And never. That's fair. And And it was sort of the same thing for me. Like when I would go back home, like it would just more be more to like be in a familiar space. Like I wasn't like, like me and my family, like we never had like family dinners all that much. Like we wouldn't like hang out cause my, my mom and my dad were both like super busy. Right. So like that is just like a, like, yeah, the idea of like hanging out with your parents is such like a foreign concept to me. Well, my right. parents were also very, very busy, but, uh, you know, my dad is a, anyway, but, the, but they just are really type A and really made time, sure. you know, growing up. But, um, good parents. Yeah. They, I, I mean, want to make clear I love my parents. Look, we had a lot of hard times. It's just now we're in a good phase, you know, and when and I don't get to see them that much. So I, I don't know. I guess when I go back, I just don't want to do shows. But um, but, uh, but I will. I will next time. Probably. I, I don't know. I might record it. Speaking so like a true comedian. I, I might record an album there in September. We'll see. Um, it's a motorcycle. I know. I was just thinking about how weird stand up is, but yeah. <laughs> just as a thing. But I guess it's kind of like the oldest thing of humanity, like people talking around the fire. But um, the oldest thing, the of oldest humanity. thing of all. But yeah, okay. The new beginning I thought of for me was um, actually when I was really little. This is my, I think, my first experience with a real big new beginning is that when I was four years old, my family moved to Israel for six months or for maybe a little longer because my dad was on sabbatical. Um, so he was doing research there 
so I had been at this daycare where I knew everybody and I had all these friends. And then suddenly I was like in Israel. Wow. <laughs> For like a year. And it was really weird because I had to just like say goodbye to all the friends and yeah. be in a different country, start speaking a different language at school. When like, like you probably weren't super deep into English to begin with. I was pretty deep into it. I mean, I was four. Uh, but you yeah, know. but I mean, at age four. Still. Well, I'm brilliant. So, oh, fair enough. Um, so uh, then she we- really does believe that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Yeah. It's not a joke. <laughs> she she's the best. He hates my confidence so much. Um, but anyway, so then, uh, yeah, and I started speaking Hebrew, you know, because they brought me right at the right age. So it's sure. like I just started. It was like living in a different world. Um, yeah. And what was weird about it was then we went back to Montreal. Oh, wow. And it was like suddenly, suddenly you just realize that you're not... Like the way you live isn't the way the rest of the world lives. It was like this huge existential thing when yeah. I was five. <laughs> wow. That is. And I started thinking the other kids were super immature, which is obnoxious in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best kind of kids, though. I was 100% that kid. Really? Like, oh, I'm like the most, I'm like the most mature. Like teenagers. Oh, like yeah, I specifically sure. got a job at the indie, like two screen art house theater to avoid having to see annoying teenagers when i was 17 hilarious and so of course like karmically the universe you know made you less mature now no. well, <laughs> it, the universe kicked it back in my face by making that the one theater that showed napoleon dynamite for the first uh, three months it was in town so sure. it was nothing but annoying teenagers that is right. funny that was a big that was a big time in this country yep napoleon dynamite oh yeah mm-hmm i guess it was less of a splash in canada we did all see it i think i guess canada has good taste well, different parts have different tastes, you know? Fair. Yeah. It's it's interesting because it's not a huge population, but it's spread out far. That's true, yeah. So it's, there's actually a lot of different cultures happening. Makes sense. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I just said that everyone from Montreal is kind of snobby and is like, we're from Montreal. It's not the same. Uh, but that's just a classic Montreal attitude on my part, I guess. Is, is Montreal uh, in the French-speaking part? or I It is. I well, okay. So Quebec is French-speaking. Sure. And Montreal technically is too. But it's there are two main cities in Quebec. There's Quebec City and there's sure. Montreal, okay. right? So Quebec City is 98% white Roman Catholic and Montreal is where all the oh, immigrants yeah. live. Ah. So in Montreal, a lot, a lot of people are from all over the world and speak English, French, and whatever their immigrant language is. Sure. So mo- a lot of people in Montreal are trilingual. Wow. But the language of the streets is French. And okay. then, but once you get past that, if you realize you're both Anglophone, you'll just speak English to each other. Yeah. You know, but it's like if you're at a store, it's like the, the, the public language is French. Okay. So it's like anything formal or like at a store or whatever, you'd speak French. Gotcha. Um, but there's a large English minority that kind of exists in this bubble. And sure. then I was in the Jewish community, which is its own bubble within that. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. So it's just, it's a unique city. Yeah. I've, I've never been to a city like, I, I don't know, I can't think of anything to compare it to. It's got a little bit of an Amsterdam vibe, I guess. Oh, cool. Aside from that, I don't know. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was a great place to grow up. But I was, it's like I was weirdly sheltered despite the multicultural. Actually, that was another new beginning is that I went to Jewish day school until 10th grade. So I, I really wasn't close with anyone who wasn't Jewish. And then I switched my last year to a public fine arts high school. Oh, wow. Um, where everybody was something different. Sure. Like, and I fit in much better there, <laughs> even though you would think it would be the other way around. 
But it, I think it was the arts factor. It's like the Jewish day school was just all about science and business, like math, like the stuff sure. that would gear you towards money making jobs. And I was obviously built n to do something else. Yeah. And <laughs> it was not being sad. I like there were so many classes at that school. I had to take art at lunch, um, you know, so then I switched out and then whatever. I, it was great. It was like it was a total uh, emancipation oh, nice. for me. Yeah, I have to say, even though it was a difficult year because two of my grandparents died and our house caught on fire. But oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's a great wow. time to transition <laughs> into yeah, songs. You buried song. the lead on that one. <laughs> Shit. Um, wow. Uh, that is big. And let's talk about it more. But I think we actually do have to get to the songs. Uh, oh, boy. Um, but hey, grandparents die and stuff, you know, so um, I'm sorry. My grandmother happened. just turned 100 two days ago. Wow. Holy that's great. Shit. It's always the women, I find. Women tend to live longer. Uh, we also had a man in my family turn 100. Well, I'm wrong. <laughs> I apologize. Wait, wait. Well, I just, Can I, I get I, the I'm wrong? Or no? uh, yeah, <laughs> I am often mostly wrong. Um, <laughs> There's a little background noise in that quiet, quiet in the room, please. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Nick Pupo, and I am wrong. I, I'm wrong. <laughs> I am wrong. All right, so... This is your song. What's yes. it called? Uh, this is a song that I wrote. I can't remember what show at the pack it was for, but I wrote it a little while ago, uh, but I felt like it fit the theme pretty well. It's called Is This Anything? <clears throat> and it's about the, like, that moment of just, like, staring at a blank piece of paper and thinking, like, well, is, is this something worth following? Or is this, you know, a dead end creatively? And just the sort of like mania you can get into and like circular thinking and doubting that you can get into in that situation. Um, so, yeah. An astronaut with the suntan, is that anything? That's not anything. Cal Drogo, but he's playing Aquaman. No, that's already something. What about two guys in there in some place? Like maybe a pet store or a deli in space. One of them's a dragon and the other one's named Chad. This is the worst idea I've ever had. not anything a surly Scottish swamp creature nope that's just Shrek Jane Curtin with exaggerated features no that's just the Coneheads somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me god that smash mouth again why does every song i write turn into all-star why can't the b-man have a win why can't he have a win sweet jesus he's not anything A maggot brain. What do you mean? What's maggot brain? 
It's an album by Funkadelic George Clinton, Bootsy and the gang From the window to the wall Watch those bad ideas line up and fall To the place where horrible ideas go to die But I'm worth it You hear them all cry No, they're not They're not anything Yeah Yay! It's wonderful. It's very fun. Now, I, now I know what you're thinking. No, you do don't. You? I do. You're thinking to yourself, Brandon, Bootsy Collins did not play on Maggot Brain. Oh, uh, I was. And I know that, that to be true, but I still respectfully disagree. You know what? You really upset the listeners. I know. This yeah. This is... Misinformation. Every time I play that at a show, people just riot. They're yeah. like, Bootsy wasn't on that record, you son of a bitch. Oh, you should probably stop playing it. You know? No, never, never, okay. never. Fair. It's too good. Uh, I, I, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really like that. And yeah, yeah, it's New Beginnings is in like uh, you're trying to uh, create something from scratch. Yeah. Uh, Which, you know, I don't I don't always get that thing of like staring at a new pa- piece of paper is kind of scary. Like mm-hmm. I always am just like, okay, I'm going to do whatever. It sometimes turns out horribly. Right. <laughs> but like I know a lot of people that get paralyzed by the like – what do I what do, what do I say? What do I do? What 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 what? what? Yeah. Well, you just got to start going. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only way that you can get anything done. Oh, totally. That's the the writer's block is just the uh, it's the anticipation memory. and doubt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, who was it? Seinfeld says he doesn't like typing because he says the cursor is just like <laughs> te- teasing him, blinking, and he's like, "Hey, what are you gonna do?" <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, well, he's a funny guy. Yeah. Seinfeld, nah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, the, he's the guy that was on Caroline in the City? Yeah, I think so. Okay. He was the city. <laughs> ah. You know, right. it was, I, was, I was impressed that one man could play 14 million people at the same time, but, hmm. you know, it was a good performance. It was a good population uh, pop quiz moment. So let's, uh, let's move on to <laughs> this other song that Rena and I wrote. You want to go? Okay. This is a ditty. This is a ditty. You'd call it a ditty more, so uh, than a more than a song. But uh, uh, we did what we could. <laughs> it's good. Okay, here we go. Four in the morning, wake up and yawn. You're at the bar in your car. Drive yourself home, turn off your phone. Go back to sleep, it's your routine. Get by, get through the life, but you're not fine. Oh. 
got, you guys sound good. Oh, thanks, man. You guys oh, have yeah. a really good harmony. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Voices sound good I think we do good with the voice stuff. Yeah. I hope um, I wasn't intruding at all. No, it's okay. No, no, I, fine. I, you know, uh, it's a very fresh song. We'll say it's cool. Diddy. I like it. Uh, thanks. Kind of fuck up enough to make a change. It's like we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I think something I didn't, we didn't really touch on much was just like fucking your life up so hard that mm-hmm. you, you have to have a new beginning. Yup. Uh, which I have done before. Um, I've done with them the last year. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of different kinds of bottoms that you can hit. You know? Oh, totally. And I think that like there was a period in my life where I was just like this. The first verse is a from a period in my life where I was like, uh, most nights I was out. I was doing comedy a lot, but I was like, most nights I was out and I would get drunk by the end of the mic and then pass out in my car. And I'd wake up, like, as the sun was coming up, usually. Sure. I have like a parking ticket. I'd have snot all over my face and I'd drive home and then go to sleep, wake up, go to work. Why was there always Damn. snot? Yeah. <laughs> ah, I'm a snotty guy, you know? I don't really know uh, see, where the that, snot. That makes sense. I have a, uh, no, I have a, um, I actually have, <laughs> if you guys want to get into the technical <laughs> stuff. No, let's, let's get into it. Let's, let's I go. have sinus problems. I've okay. always had sinus things. I think that I'm allergic to dust. Uh, my father found that out recently after almost 60 years of life. Uh, wow. He went to a, an allergist and he called me and he was like, I'm allergic to dust. And I was like, you did this to me. <laughs> Throughout my whole life, I have like woken up with just like a completely Oof. stuffed face. And um, it sucks. Thanks. <laughs> you're, you're basically uh, allergic to time. Yeah. Is sort of what that yeah. is. Right. Dust. dust. Isn't dust skin particles? Probably. I mean, are we scientists here? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this is a laboratory. I think dust. I mean, dust is probably just literally anything that's floating around, like pro- like that's small enough to be. I don't know. This is what I think. There's dead skin particles that turn into dust. And what is the but earth? But then there's probably sun, the sand. Yeah, what and is and, the and what is the earth but is a piece of dust, dust in the universe? What are we but sand through the hourglass? Yeah, yes. I think so. On this, our <laughs> space dust earth. Ashes to ashes. Dust to dust. And uh, then Nick sneezes. Is, is, um, how are you feeling, Brandon? Uh, I feel good. You feeling pretty good? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty all right. Did we not talk? Did you want to say anything more about his song? I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, I don't remember. Yeah. You don't remember? It's no, okay. Something about the blank page. Yeah, the blank page. Probably about death and the blank page. Oh, good. Something like yeah, there, there's, that. Sorry we didn't get to so that Shockingly little to death to in d- here. I did want to get all the way to death. Oh, we got to get to death. Well, it's the ultimate new beginning. Oh, yeah. It is is it not? Do you believe in reincarnation? I don't know. She don't know. I don't know. I think that we are basically the closest thing I can get to putting my beliefs about death into words is that like what we are is a wave of energy passing through dimensions. So sure. it's like this is this phase for this for the wave. Is that. that is that reincarnation? I don't know. It's like, yeah, it could go out in all directions. Maybe I've lived every possibility of this life. I don't know. I don't think I actually believe that. But I do. But the weird thing is that there are people that are familiar to me. Okay. When I meet them. And they usually sure. end up being people that I know really well after a very short period of time. Okay. But I don't know if that's... It's like, I don't think I knew them from another life or another version of this life. But that is how it feels. Oh, totally. I don't know. Rita I'm sure that happens a heightened... Plane. I was gonna, say, yeah, <laughs> like she's a, a higher thinker. That's what happens Nick when you come from Montreal. No, shit, you shut the fuck up, she, both of you. Uh, <laughs> my like, my my best 
like death new beginnings story. And this is something I've talked about on stage before. My dad died on 9-11, but not that 9-11, another 9-11. Right, right. The one in 2009 in a plane crash. What? Yeah. So Wait, like, like, a, like a commercial airline? Or? No, he had one of those little like like four person like Cessna dealies. It's basically just a go kart with wings. No way. Um, wow. I still actually don't know the full story of what happened. Just that it crashed. Um, but I was living in New York City at the time, which made That's another interesting detail. <laughs> yeah, which made every subsequent year I lived in the city when nine eleven would roll around, it would become like. All you you are bombarded in that city with never forget, never forget. This was the day that changed everything, right. you know. Right. And it's like, like airplane, exactly, like, yeah. Oh when it's like the one day, I kind of just want to be like, kind of internal and not like talk about it too much. Right. When the city is literally screaming at me to like be stuck in the past. Right. That is the worst place yeah it was it was not great those first couple years after it happened um but by that same token after a while it just sort of became this thing of like you know now it's been another year and so it's become more of a thing of like you know i'm i'm moving on i'm like not moving on but you 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 know what i'm saying of like this is this is a reality like this is just sort of what what the world is it's another year that like things have still you know i'm still going You know, so it it starts to feel more like and like the rest of my family tends to sort of dwell on it as like a, you know, let's be sad day. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, this this will be 10 years this year. So it's like you can either stay stuck in it or try to move on, which like turns out is the healthier option. Right. So not to just like crash the energy at the tail end of the show here. I mean, I'm the one who was like, Yeah, Rita brought up death. death. I'm obsessed with death. There, death, you happy? I like like how you also use the analogy crash the energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that a few times. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, That's got to be tough. Well, it is. Someone dying does make it a new beginning in your life because you're beginning the phase of your life without that person as a person on earth with you. Oh, totally. But there's still... I mean, I don't know if you're into the woo-woo energy of the person that's gone. The thing. woo-woo? The woo-woo? The woo-woo energy? Woo-woo. What is that? <laughs> no, woo-woo is like a derogatory term people say about people that are into crystals and shit. Oh. But it like, so, I don't know. But it's like there's some people I know who've died that like I, I definitely feel a positive energy from them now in a way that I couldn't when they were alive. Oh, 100%. So it's like it's a new beginning. It's like a new relationship with that person. You're beginning a new relationship with that person in a way when they die. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, like I realized recently that like my in the 10 years since my relationship with my dad has become very different right. in like a way that like I didn't think that was like a possibility, I guess, that like when someone died, that was it. Like right. that's what your relationship was. And I had never lost anyone that I was like super close to beyond like a grandparent at that point Mm -hmm. so like it was it was just this thing of like oh okay you know right the relationship can actually in a weird way improve yeah like i like i i understand my dad a lot more now uh especially now i've you know got i'm 32 now as opposed to 22 right and like you know have lived a completely different life than i ever could have possibly expected in those 10 years Mm -hmm. so like you know, it, it's it's been really interesting to like 
sort of come to terms with that and like be way more okay with it than I ever thought I would. Like when I was younger, I was terrified that I was going to become my dad because like all I ever heard was like the shit my mom said about him or like all of the like, here's what your father did, you know, and because like we didn't super like have a ton in common, it always felt like I don't want to become my dad. But now it's like, oh, wait, no, like it that, that makes perfect sense that I have, you yeah. know. You feel like you so, have become your dad. In in, in 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 some ways, ways. in some ways, like in, there's in some good ways. Oh yeah, like there's definitely things I I, I see. I, I they're all things that will make me sound like a complete like. Oh yeah, my dad was really generous, so I try to be really generous too. Sure. You know, but like you know, just stuff like that are just like trying to be a good person in much the same way. You know, um, that and like I I, I will I fully understand sleeping buck ass naked now, <laughs> uh, and you know. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand people that sleep with clothes on. It's insane to me. It took me a long it took me a long time to to be like, "Oh wait, no. This is this is great." I've recently yeah. started sleeping You're with undercovers. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've recently cool. started sleeping with underwear though because we have a kitten who just attacks everything. Uh, and if there is any yeah. if there's any movement <laughs> under the sheet, a hand, a foot, she will literally dive bomb across the bed. And so I'm just like, "I I don't want to take any chances here <laughs> that's fair yeah. well um well thank you for doing the show man. no problem yeah. thanks for having me this was a yeah. blast it was a lot of fun you're great this is a cool show thanks yeah, thanks for having me yeah totally um and uh i you know <laughs> by the time this comes out i don't know what shows you're doing but we won't be able to plug them oh yeah so what we'll do is we'll, we'll i'll tell you this off the air sure uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll most likely be tantrum. Probably yeah, my okay. podcast might be back. That's Who knows? A, yeah. Oh, cool. You have a podcast. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> well, um, yeah, man. Thank you so much for doing the no show. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, new beginnings. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and death. Right. It can rain on nothing.